0: Well, welcome to a special Labor Day edition of NFL Fantasy Matchup. Jed, thank you for getting up early this morning on this holiday Monday.
1: Yeah, happy Monday. Good to see you. Happy Monday to everyone. (laughs) Well, we're
0: both here. You're at the home office. I'm here at the office. And uh, I have to stay here, do a little work. I'm back at home for 9 a.m. and probably there's picnics and different things going on
1: everywhere today oh yeah looking forward to the day hopefully everyone can take a little bit of break and uh, and get ready for some football we got football coming it's exciting
0: this is what we've been waiting for for the last man how many months for the last year it seems like so i'm excited i am looking forward to thursday and then sunday for week one
1: Yeah, exactly. First game on Thursday, Houston versus Kansas City. Cannot wait, man. This uh, is—I'm just so excited that it's going to work out. I'm excited that you know NBA. um, I mean, we've got we've got sports. It's just great. It's a nice. Everyone's stuck at home. This is going to be a nice break for all of us.
0: Now let's see what happens. You look at the St. Louis Cardinals and the Miami Marlins in baseball. They had to deal with the coronavirus, and so a lot of times, let's see how these NFL teams and whether we will see games being affected if something happens.
1: Yeah, it will be interesting to see. What's the? I mean, it's it's a guarantee a game will be affected. It's just how. You know, will they ever have to postpone a game? You know, will will a starting quarterback get you know go down with COVID? I mean, we'll just have to see. Yep.
0: Hey, let's go to our news and notes of the day. And from that point on, let me just uh, pick your brain on a couple of things. Jaguar schedule visit with Devonte Freeman. They put a Leonard Fournette on waivers. You buying to Devonte Freeman and looking and picking potentially picking him up in your draft?
1: Yeah, actually, I am. I, I like Freeman a lot, um, especially uh, in Jacksonville. You know, um, I think that's a, it's a good fit. But the fact that he didn't sign yet, I was I kept checking the, you know, because his visit I think it was a couple days ago, and so that's a little worrisome. But mm-hmm. Freeman is someone I'm still paying attention to. Um, and just for all of you out there, you know, basically the NFL, all the teams had to make cuts to get down to the fifty-three man roster, yeah. and so that. That's why you saw a lot of people drop um, a lot of pickups. And so that's the kind of news that we're picking up on this morning.
0: Now, the one thing is, if the Jaguars are really, I mean, unofficially trying to tank, why in the world are you signing Devontae Freeman and not going with younger people and running backs?
1: Hey, it's a it's a fine balance, right? You can't let your fan base think that you're tanking. So you, you got to make some signs. You got to make it look like you're trying. And then, you know, but the reality is you can always tell by who they start putting in the fourth quarter, yeah. who's really trying to play to win.
0: Now, again, in baseball analogy, the White Sox and the Cubs have all tanked and tri-purposely tanked, and they've done well. Hey, tank as much as you want for a couple (laughs) years. If you're going to build a championship team, go ahead and take
1: it. Yeah, I think for football, it's tricky because, you know, Trevor Lawrence, that's who everyone's talking about, quarterback yeah. out of Clemson to get. And you just don't know. I mean, he looks good. He looks great. But you just don't know for sure the guy's going to pan out. I mean, just look at Ryan Leaf behind Peyton Manning, you know, 20-some years ago. Horrible. Yeah, Derek. I mean, this, it just doesn't always work out. Demarcus uh, Russell, I think, is a big Marcus one. Too. Yes, yeah. yes,
0: yes. Mitchell Trubisky has won the job over Nick Foles, but – Matt Nagy emphasizes Trubisky one job over Falls. If a quarterback has to come, I mean, uh, uh, coach has to come out and say that, aren't you worried?
1: Yeah, I'm yeah, basically I think this isn't at a bad thing actually for the Bears. I mean, of all the ways to play out, it's actually this is probably the better order, right? Give him a chance and things don't go right now. You've got Foles, you can bring him in. If you had to flip the order, it's a little bit trickier. So I think this actually makes sense for the Bears. But yeah, I think bottom line, it's concerning. It means Foles wasn't able to just dominate and win. And so I think uh yeah, I'm a little bit concerned for the Bears overall. (laughs)
0: Now, again, we've always talked about what's going to happen is Trubisky's going to start the first two games, not going to do well. So they're going to bring in Foles, and he's going to get injured, and we're going to go back with that roller coaster back in and out.
1: Well, actually, you know, the Bears' beginning of their um, uh, season is a little bit easier. They start with Detroit, for example. So I think they can win that game. I think Trubisky can do well. And so Trubisky could get off to a decent start. We could see him you know, maybe stay in for four or five games before. Um, yeah. I'm hoping eventually Foles does come in, though.
0: Speaking of Detroit, Adrian yep. Peterson signs with the Detroit Lions. Uh-huh. Now you have a crowded backfield. Who are you picking?
1: Yeah, I'm. This made me really sad because what this tells me is that um, um, Swift, yeah. Dante Swift, is more hurt than they're than they're letting. Yeah, they're concerned about him, and so actually, I'm no longer targeting Swift in drafts. I'm not actually. I'm staying away from that. It, the whole backfield is messed up now. I'm not. I'm not big on Adrian Peterson. I actually like Kerry on Johnson, but with him splitting carries, I don't like that. And so um, now I'm avoiding that backfield.
0: Oh my gosh. A lot of times you look at Swift and if it was between him and Kirion Johnson all day Swift, but there is something the undisclosed injury that they're not saying that, which has you concerned.
1: Yeah, exactly. When you see someone, when you see a team go out and pick someone up up at a particular position, it's telling you that they're concerned about their depth. And so I'm, you know, it's, it just worries me. So I'm avoiding them now.
0: Yeah especially Adrian Peterson, because you're not picking him up to put him on the bench. You're putting him up to give him carries.
1: Yeah, and he's also a really kind of a goal line back, so he's going to steal those touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it's just uh, I think it takes a lot of points away.
0: Keenan Allen, wide receiver, chargers, agrees to a four-year, $80
1: million extension. You like Keenan uh, Allen this year? I like Keenan Allen as a player. I think he's got the skill set. He's a number one. But everyone's just worried about Tyrod Taylor. Can Taylor you know, really maximize Keenan's potential? I think that's the concern there. And so you know, we'll see. You can get Keenan really cheap. We were just talking about him last night. I was in two drafts this weekend. And um, you can get him a really good bargain pace. So I don't mind going out and picking him up. For you know, 10 bucks. I mean, it's a good deal for someone like a Keenan Allen. Yep.
0: Uh, Alex Smith makes the 53 man roster over in the Washington team. You like Alex Smith at all?
1: Uh, No, not for um, fantasy purposes. I I like him from just a humor perspective. I think it's a great story that he was able to make it and to recover. This seems like they're giving Dwayne Haskins the chance. And like I said, in Washington, I mean, you've got, um, you know, the wide receiver there, uh, McLaren, that I think you have to pay attention to. But Alex Smith, let's just give him, I would say, half a season. You know, he's really – it takes a while. I've I've had an ACL uh, repaired, and he had obviously way more uh, surgery than that. And it takes a long time to physically heal and to mentally get in a place where you, know, you yeah. can really take off. So I, I hope he makes it, but we'll see.
0: But at the same time, he's a beyond waivers and if you need a good bi-week uh, quarterback and if he starts over Haskins, he has proven to be a steady, steady contributor to fantasy.
1: Yeah, if he can take over for Haskins, then I then my ears are going to perk up. But right now, we know he's the number two, so we'll have to just yeah. see how it plays out.
0: Eagles are still trying to trade Alshon Jeffrey. Are you picking him up? Is he even on your radar at all?
1: Oh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Depends on where he goes. You know, if he can go to a wide receiver, like if he were to be traded for the 49ers, for example, who are like so uh, so many injuries at wide receiver position. But yeah, you know, I think um Jeffries is probably past his time, you yeah. know. Um both they have both him and Deshaun Jackson, both guys I think are are past their prime.
0: But it's interesting, they have no wide receivers. They have Zach Ertz, Absolutely. Miles Sanders, Ragers injured. So it really comes down to all Sean Jeffrey and deshaun Drachen and he must really be bad for them and still be trying to trade up
1: <laughs> yeah exactly it what if anything what it does is it bumps up Ertz. you know we've talked about Ertz. he's top five potential He just got to stay healthy but it seems like but um you know there's just going to be a lot of um, volume for him to get there
0: well, I was listening to ESPN this weekend as I was driving. They were talking about Ertz, is when there was no wide receivers, they just triple team Ertz. Yeah, yeah, hopefully yeah. Miles Sanders will free up and be able to get some of those uh receivers Yeah,
1: exactly. And I think that's the point. Um, Sanders is such a good um, you know, receiving back as well that he should be able to pick up some of that. So both Sanders and Ertz, I think you can bump up a little bit. But I've been I've been warning people about Philadelphia. I'm still concerned about the line, two new guys on the line. And so, uh, you know, it's just a situation that's a little dicey. And
0: also Carson Wentz has proven that he is injury prone and he can't always stay healthy. He's not that durable.
1: Yeah, um, most drafts, I'm not seeing him drafted really. He's going, um, you can get him for a buck or two as kind of your backup um, or in the late, you know, double digit rounds. So um, I think it just shows uh, people are concerned.
0: Uh, Hey, one last thing in terms of training camp, I'll pick your brain in terms of your news. Uh, we've seen Deshaun Watson sign a new contract. We've seen Patrick Mahomes sign a new contract. You and I are Bears fans. What in the world did this show what the Bears were doing a couple years ago?
1: <laughs> well, you can say that about a lot of teams who pass on those guys. But you know, the whole trading up, you know, to get Trubisky, I think it just shows, you know, when you're when you're when you're giving up a ton of picks and moving up for one guy, it's just really dangerous. Um, and a lot of times it comes back to bite you. And so yeah, it's it's sad. The Bears could have had some pretty good players if they had it just been picked. (laughs)
0: I'm telling you last chance Trubisky has to show what he could do this year or man It's it's not gonna be pretty over
1: there. Yeah, I'm you know, unfortunately, I'm not super optimistic I feel like he's had his opportunities and I don't see a whole lot being different this year Um, But we'll see, you know, maybe maybe the having folds behind him is lit a fire and uh, he'll play a little bit better Any
0: news coming out training camp for you that stuck out? Anything else?
1: Yeah, um, the only other news I had I was going to say was um, Jav- uh, Jadavian clown yes. signed with Tennessee. Um, so I think you got to pay attention to Tennessee defense. I think that's really impressive. Um, also, just um, in Seattle, everyone knows I like Chris Carson, the running back in Seattle. Rashard Penny uh, yep, was placed yep. on the reserve list, so he's out for at least six games. And for those of you who don't know, the reserve list means you have to stay out for at least <laughs> six games. Um, and so uh, basically, it's going to be the Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde mm-hmm. show, so pay attention that the last one I'll mention Debo Samuel, I was talking about this in 49ers of San Francisco, he's coming back earlier from injury than expected. And so now they think he might be able to play in week one. Solid, solid target for your drafts. I've been trying to get him because you can get him super cheap. People yep. are still worried about his injury. But man, this is the number one guy who had some big, big games second half of the season last year. So pay attention to Debo yep. Samuel.
0: You, you're probably expecting George Kittle to get the majority of the receptions there. But then at the same time, they have that rookie as well too. Uh, a newbie, which seems mm-hmm. to be
1: pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, I think he also is um, uh, hurt too as well. So uh, the whole thing is with injuries, and they have uh, Brandon Ayuk. Um, it's, you know, they're all coming back from injuries, but Samuel's is coming back earlier, and you know, he's a big guy. I don't know if you've seen Samuel's big, huge body, huge target. Um, so I like him, and you know, in last year he had I think an over a two hundred yard game, a two hundred fourteen yard game, if I'm not mistaken. So Samuel is a guy that
0: I really uh, am high on. The only concern you have is Jimmy Garoppolo and how yes. well he'll do.
1: Yes, exactly. That is the issue. Is 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 Garoppolo just the game manager? Can you really throw it downfield and really um, win games for you? And so, we'll, you know, we'll see how it plays out. And I, I am worried about the 49ers and the whole uh, Super Bowl hangover. You know, I, I do have concerns there, but we'll, we'll see.
0: I believe that Raheem Mostert will do pretty well. So a lot of times, if you are looking for someone who can catch us a run, make sure you target Raheem Mostert.
1: Yeah, uh, I think Mostert is definitely a good um back to look at and, and don't sleep on Tevin Coleman either. You know, he's uh, also a good third down back out of there. There's a lot. I mean, I, San Francisco is gonna, is gonna have to lean on the running game, and so there's a lot to like in that running back. But it's just it's just gonna see like who who gets the um the majority of the carries.
0: Yeah, you forgot Jared McKinnon.
1: Yes, yes, McKinnon. Yeah, McKinnon as well. Um, yeah, stud when he was back in Minnesota, really liked him. So yeah. we'll see how he does. Last uh, last thing, coming out, just announced the Dolphins
0: have named Ryan Fitzpatrick, their starting QB. And uh, look, I mean, at the same time, if you need someone just on the waiver wire, Ryan Fitzpatrick has always proven he could just throw yards. And that's oh. why. I'm all in on Devonte Parker.
1: Oh yes, absolutely, fits magic. I totally agree with you. And even before that, I mean, I was expecting him to win that. Um, but I, I've, I've been surprised at how low Parker is going. I mean, Parker, I think in our auction draft, yep. he was under ten bucks. I mean, yep. par, uh, Parker is a great, great talent, and yep. he's going to have huge volume. There is nobody else to throw to in Miami. So I'm looking for a thousand plus yard season for Devonte Parker, and all in on him as well.
0: People still remember the old Devontae Parker for five seasons. He just wasn't there. High potential, never performed. Last season, he showed he can perform.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, last season, I think he was like the number six wide receiver, I want to say overall. So it's surprising that he's not going at least in the top 15. Um, But like I said, I think he could be top 10, no problem.
0: In all my drives, he's my wide receiver too. I've picked him up and everywhere is my uh, wide receiver too.
1: Yeah, that's a perfect perfect slot. I mean, he's going to, you know, your expectations aren't too high, but I think he's going to outperform that.
0: Hey, let's do this. Uh our segment, neither either, where <laughs> I give you two or three different options. I want you to say, well, I want to pick either or neither, right?
1: Okay, sounds good.
0: All right. Would you pick Damian Harris or Sony Michelle in your draft?
1: Uh, I'm going with Harris. You know, Sony Michelle, we've seen uh kind of what he can do in New England. Um, you know, still a good back. I mean, good for goal line carries and things, but as far as potential, I really like Damian Harris's potential. And so I think in fact I have him in one of my leagues. Um, I targeted him. You can get him pretty low, pretty cheap, uh, into the late rounds. And so I would stash him and just wait for the second half of the season with Damian Harris. How about even though
0: he has a hand injury and he'll probably be out for at least two to four weeks, you're still not concerned?
1: Yeah, because I'm not picking him up for the first half of the season uh, most of these rookies actually harris uh, jk dobbins jonathan taylor all these rookie running backs i'm really just holding on but basically the first six to eight weeks i'm not expecting to really play them it's the back half of the season that i want to unleash them hopefully that's when they hit their peak um so that's yeah i wouldn't be concerned with the injury what about yourself though
0: I would probably pick Harris all day. Okay. A lot of times, okay. last year I had Sony Michelle in a couple of my games. Sony Michelle either gets injured or you just know he just runs right in the middle and that's it. There's nothing that <laughs> about Sony Michelle, but Damian Harris has the potential to do really, really well, especially the second half once he gets used to the system.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's tricky with the Patriots, though. I mean, they still got James White as well. I mean, you just don't know who's going to come out of that backfield. And Belichick is always changing the game plan week to week. And so one week, you know, you, you count on a guy and then the next week he doesn't have the same number of carries. So it is tricky, but I do like Harris's talent.
0: And you also know that with Cam Newton as quarterback, he'll probably end up getting all of the goal-like carries.
1: Yeah, you definitely know they're going to be doing some you know, run-pass options, some RPO with Cam Newton. So that'll be interesting to see. But it could end up being a good thing for the um, – you know, that's why for a pass-catching back like a Damian Harris, it could end up being a good thing.
0: But in 12, a yeah, 12-team 12 league, a lot of times Damian Harris is someone – very now in a 10-team league, I probably wouldn't look at him. But definitely a 12-team league.
1: Yeah, exactly. It depends on if you're – that's a really good point. If you're in a 12-team or 14-team league, Damian Harris is someone you might even have to target as like an RB2 just because of the number of um, people that are being picked up. So totally agree with you there.
0: If uh, you had to pick between a Detroit running back – we briefly
1: talked about this Mm –
0: Adrian Peterson, DeAndre Swift, or Kerryon Johnson, out of the three, who would you even pick?
1: Oh well, yeah, probably Swift just for potential alone. Although again, I am worried about the injury. Hopefully, it's not more serious. You, you know, again, a, the fact that he's not on the reserve list tells you they don't think it's like a six-week or longer injury. So it should be shorter than that. But again, potential alone, I would pick him. Um, if I had to use him though, in the in the beginning of the season, if I had to start, um, then I'm picking on Johnson yeah. over Adrian Peterson. Um, he should have more familiarity with the offense. And I, I'm high on Detroit. I feel like they could get off to a quick start. Yeah. And so Johnson might
0: benefit. Yeah. No, the only thing is I will probably pick Adrian Peterson. He's slow and steady and he probably is a uh, running back two, probably a running back three or a flex player, but you just know he's a get a certain amount of carries.
1: Yeah, true. And he could get those goal line carries. So that could really pay out, you know, if you hit a couple of those touchdowns in there. So um, not a bad choice, but uh, difficult for all three of those. Again, like I'm saying, it's just too many questions Mm -hmm. for me. So I've been trying to avoid that if I can. As
0: you enter your draft, you did not pick Mahomes, you did not pick Lamar Jackson, you didn't pick Russell Wilson, but sitting there at the later rounds is Ben Roethlisberger, Matthew Stafford, or Baker Mayfield. Who do you have? (laughs)
1: Ha ha. Good one. Um, I thought you were going to the third, you you tricked me with the third one Mayfield, because I thought you're going to go all old guys, you know, big Ben and uh, Matt Stafford and maybe like a drew Brees Brees or Aaron Aaron Rodgers. you know, all the old quarterbacks, basically you can get really late. Um, and I've been targeting those guys of that group. I like Stafford, I think, well, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm all in on the Steelers bounce back year this year. So I've got Ben, I just picked him up last night. So I do have Ben um, and you know what? I'll say this, the potential of Ben's offense is probably higher than Stafford's. So actually I think I might change up and go Ben, although I think Stafford probably has a little bit um, less of a risk. Like I think Stafford is probably more consistent, but Ben, if he's back to form, man, they could be at 2017 levels. But with Baker
0: Mayfield, he's one of those guys where you just have to keep an eye on Cleveland. Kevin Stefanski is their new head coach, and you're just going to see how the Browns offense, because he could potentially be someone that you pick up or target or drop your quarterback to pick him up.
1: Oh, that whole team could be a bounce-back team. You know, everyone was high on them for a couple of years. Now everyone's off of that train. But without that pressure and with a new coach, things could bounce back. So totally agree with you there. I, I think Mayfield has the talent. I mean, the key thing with Mayfield is his accuracy numbers. His accuracy numbers have been solid. And so, you know, it, it could it could turn things around really quick you just got to pay attention.
0: As you enter in your last week of draft, are you picking up an old veteran like A.J. Green, wide receiver, or a younger guy like C.D. Lamb?
1: ah oh man um that's a tough one. You know, I really – I've been surprised at how low A.J. Green has been yep, dropping, you yep, know, yep. and so I, I like Green. He's the number one receiver, and, and Burroughs had a great camp. I think I'd go with Green there. You know, I think yeah. C.D. Lamb, it's um, – I think C.D. if this was a keeper league, I'm going C.D. Lamb. But for instant production this season, I'm going A.J. Green. Um, C.D. Lamb, I think, is going to be great. Uh, it just, it's just he's going to take him some time, and there's a lot of wide receivers in Dallas, so there's gonna it's going to be tough for him to fight for the volume. In Cincinnati, A.J. Green, as long as he's – Recovered from his injury, he's the man. So we'll see what happens. All right. Another one
0: Zach Moss, running back for Buffalo Bills. Love him. Or Devin Singletary, the other running back starter.
1: Man, these are tough. Um, I guess I'm going to go with Singletary because he is the starter and the volume is there. Um, but man, Zach Moss, if you've been listening to the training camp reports, he has been really showing out. And so it feels like the potential is there. Um, but, uh, you know, I think Singletary is a safer pick, even though they're both really rookies. And so, uh, but I think Singletary is a safer pick.
0: Versus for me, at this point right now, I pick neither Singletary mm. is fumbles. But at the same time, Zach Moss, probably the typical fantasy is not paying attention to him. He's going to sit under a waiver wire. I'm going to put a watch list on him and watch how he does after week one.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, you know, I didn't, I forgot that it's neither or either. I've been like just picking one. So you're right. I guess I'm going to say neither. That's a good call.
0: All right. A couple more. If you had a chance, are you going to pick in your draft, Alvin Kamara, who just signed a new contract with the Saints, Or Dalvin Cook, who is clearly a better runner, but you're concerned at age 25 with the contract dispute, whether or not he will really go all out or sit through some games. Oh man,
1: either. That's definitely an either. I love them both. Um, I don't have any concerns with Cook's contract status. Really? Okay. Yeah, I really don't. I mean, I, I, I just, I don't know why. I'm just confident that I've had the guy, probably because I've had him with so many teams. I mean, he just produces. And so I'm not worried about that. But yeah. um, Kamara, Kamara is, you know, if I have to choose between those two guys, um, Kamara is hard to pass up because of his pass catching ability. And I like New Orleans. So.
0: The only concern I have with Cook is he's 25 years old, coming off a major knee injury, and a lot of times teams do not treat running backs well with contracts. And so he's looking for his first and probably his only big contract. Will he actually want to play on his old contract? That's my concern.
1: Yeah, so you're thinking that like he, he might lose a couple games, like he sits out a couple games. And it's he a couple
0: games, not go all out. He's going to be hesitant. He's going to be timid in terms of going all out because why risk injury when you have the potential of going for a huge contract next season?
1: Yeah, that's possible. I mean, I just feel like it's hard as a as a player to, to – you know, say, oh, I'm going to go and play, but then not play all out. I feel like that's very difficult. I feel like you just have your style to, you know, to play at, and you either play at that level or you don't. Uh, but you're right. If he does, then that could potentially lead to injury, which is a concern. So I don't know. Um, for me, again, as I said, I'm for me, it's an either. I like both of them. All right.
0: Chad, this Thursday is the beginning <laughs> of Woo-hoo! week one hey we need
1: that um we need that that football music man we need that you know thursday night or sunday night football music to introduce those
0: hey you you give me too much credit i haven't figured out how to do that part
1: yet <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Um, yeah, I'm so excited, man. It's I think what we were just going to say. So coming on Friday, we're going to when we get to Friday, we'll actually get down to individual matchups and we'll talk about certain players that we like. And we'll also talk about, you know, those decisions every coming into the weekend, every week you have these decisions you have to make where you're like, OK, do I start this player or this player? And so we'll talk about that next Friday. But just in general, we wanted to kind of show some of the games and the things that we're looking at so you can get an idea for you, especially for you new players yeah. of what you should. Be looking for in matchups. And so uh, for me, I think obviously the first game um, I'll mention is is the Thursday night game. So Houston Texans versus Kansas City. Um, you might remember this was a matchup of the division round game in the playoffs last year where the Texans were up 24 0 on Kansas City Chiefs and the Chiefs came back to win 51 31. So it's going to be a great game. A lot of offensive fireworks. And so for the first game of the season, beginning of the season, all your guys that you drafted, to me, you Got This is we got to play him. We got to play him and see. So for Kansas City, Mahomes, Clyde edwards hilaire Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, all those guys got to play. For Houston, Deshaun Watson, David Johnson, Brandon Cooks, and Will Fuller, I think you got to play all four of those guys. Uh, that's what I'm thinking for for Thursday.
0: But at the same time, Judge, wouldn't you say you know what you're going to get from Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey? You're not. You know what you're going to get from Watson. You're paying attention to how much Miko Hardman is being used. Compared to Sammy Watkins, who nobody is picking a lot of times in most of my drafts, you're going to see is is Clyde Hilaire, all, uh, all of that hype that everyone talks about, is he going to prove to be that worthy RB1 that's being picked high? And on the Houston side, you're looking at David Johnson, is he going to do well, or Brendan Cooks versus Will Fuller?
1: Yeah. And so for on the Kansas City side, Clyde Edwards will agree. People are going to be paying attention to see if he's as good as uh, as advertised. But if you drafted him, you have to play him because you drafted him in your first round. So you have to play him. Amico Hardman, you hopefully you got pretty late and you can make a decision to potentially sit him and wait to see how he does compared to a Sammy Watkins. I am high on Hardman, but I wouldn't play him now. I would wait, you know, maybe again, the fourth, fifth, sixth game of the season. If you've seen him start to produce, then you play him. So I I would still sit him for this week. On the flip side, on Houston, David Johnson, again, if you drafted him, you pretty much got to play him. I think you're drafting him for at least an RB2, so you have to play him. Uh, Same thing with Brandon Cooks. To me, Brandon Cooks, you drafted him at least as a a wide receiver two, potentially wide receiver three, so you got to play him. Will Fuller, potentially you could sit on him. I think he's the one you could potentially sit and see. Um, But, again, he's so injury prone. He's the guy I want to just play him now while he's healthy and get the points out of him while I can
0: But And you probably know that. I mean, you probably will agree with me on this one, Jed, is I am constantly looking at how certain players are perceived, what it looks like going forward, because I want trading chips. Because (laughs) if I edwards Edwards-Hilaire does not do well the first two games, you're going to have an owner who wants to trade them. And so you could sweep him. Or Will Fuller suddenly does really well. Well, you're going to have an owner that eventually wants to trade Brandon Cooks. And so I'm always paying attention to uh, the owners, how they're reacting, how the player does as well too.
1: Yeah. Excellent point. You know, the first two weeks is a great time to start looking at trades and jumping in on those. The one thing I'll warn, and we talked about this a little bit um, earlier, is that, you know, in the NFL, the first two weeks are a little bit of fool's gold because what happens those first two weeks, teams haven't settled into their identities, haven't really figured out who they are. They're just getting used to their offense and to their new personnel. And so I feel like the first two weeks, you don't really see trends. There can be teams that look really good in the first two weeks and they're really not. And vice versa, teams that don't look good who end up being really good. So it's really by week three that I feel like you have a good, solid grasp of what's going on. And so in that turmoil in the first two weeks is a good time to trade because you can take advantage of someone, for example, who maybe gets down on Clyde Edwards-Vilaire and you know that he's going to pop later in the season. You can swoop in and grab him.
0: For instance, last year, Marquise Brown of the Baltimore Ravens had a great second team, second game everyone picked up on him, but he didn't really do much the rest of the season because of the Liz Frank injury. And so he is somebody who just, wow, everybody was trying to get him on the waivers, but he just didn't do well. So that's a good example.
1: Yeah, there's a ton of teams that go two and zero in the first um, two games of the season and then just tank. Um, and so, you know, it's a, it's definitely something you got to pay attention to. I will say, um, I think there's some record about you know teams that go zero and two that it's really really hard to then get into the playoffs. And so, you do want to pay a little bit of attention there um, if they go zero and two. But vice versa, two and zero, you just got to be cautious.
0: Yeah. Are there certain teams here that you're paying attention to that you're excited about in terms of seeing the fantasy player match up anything?
1: Yeah, as far as the rest of the Sunday games, um, you know, so the games that pop out to me, so the games of the week to me are the Bucks versus the Saints. Obviously, we want to see what happens with Tom Brady, um, you know, and how does the offense look? Um, there's going to be a ton of so again for matchups when you see something like the Bucks versus Saints, and it's in New Orleans, so it's on AstroTurf, right? It's on the the um, the the field should be good conditions for a lot of offense. When you see a game matchup like that, it's, there's going to be a lot of points. And so because there's going to be a lot of points, you want to get all your players in um, and hopefully you have a little piece of that pie. So that is one big game to me. And then the other one is the Cardinals versus the 49ers. Really want to see what Kyler Murray and Hopkins are going to do um, in Arizona. And then all, as we were talking about with the 49ers, see if they can um, you know, keep things going at the level they were at last yeah. year. I think for me, a lot of
0: times, I want to see between the Broncos and the Titans. I want to mm. see how Drew Locke does as a quarterback, and at the same time, also with the Titans, is Ryan Tannehill the quarterback that we saw last year or two years ago? And yeah, so and, that's
1: one. <clears throat> yeah, and can Derrick Henry continue, you know, his dominance at the running back position because he sure looked great um, the back half of last year. And also you look at the Dolphins playing against
0: the New England Patriots. You want to see in this post Tom Brady, how well is Cam Newton? What adjustments are they going to make in terms of New England? It affects Julian Edelman, it affects all the running backs, all of that stuff. And is there going to be a wide receiver that emerges since they dropped Sanu? Is it Harry or someone else?
1: Yeah, exactly. And or Julian Edelman again, and Edelman is a guy that's going to be going really cheap um, in a lot of drafts. But yeah, I agree. That's an interesting one. The other thing I'll mention is um, just as far as matchups, I do pay attention to the defenses. So for example, the Jets are playing the Bills. Bills, we know, have a dominant defense. I'm looking for the Bills to really dominate that game. So if you have any Jets players, I'm not playing them going into this mm-hmm. first week against mm-hmm. Buffalo. Same thing with the Browns versus the Ravens. I think this is a tough starting game for Cleveland. Um, uh, Baltimore is going to score a lot of points. Their defense is strong. So if you have Cleveland players, I think you may still start them, but you want to temper your expectations. It's a tough way for them to start off the season.
0: And aren't you also looking in terms of defenses, Indianapolis against Jacksonville, Indianapolis is going to go crazy over Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, I think Jacksonville is in a really bad situation. I think the players, you know, we'll see if the players are really bought in and if they really even try. And that's going to lead to a lot of big lopsided games. So you're absolutely right. That's something to pay attention to.
0: Hey, two news that are just emerging this morning as we are on. Former Patriots running back Lamar Miller is visiting today with the Buffalo Bills. So that's Uh one. Devontae Freeman was unable to reach in a contract with the Jaguars, so he remains a free agent.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The fact that he had, they hadn't announced. Usually the NFL teams, when they have someone in to visit, they like to sign them before they leave. And so usually within 24 hours, you'll hear if they've signed or not. If they haven't, that's usually a bad sign. So, But I would pay attention. I mean, as I said, you know, Freeman is a, is a talent. And so someone's going to pick him up. Um, he's worth a stash and just waiting to see what happens.
0: But Lamar Miller, a couple years ago before he's injured, he has always been a decent size, decent running back. And so I'm surprised that he still isn't signed.
1: Yeah, I mean, he is getting older. You know, I think that's one of the issues. Um, But we'll see. I mean, that would be interesting if he went to Buffalo. That would make it pretty, um, you know, crowded back there, as we talked about, I think. Uh, But they might be looking for that veteran presence. I think Singletary and Moss, you know, they're both just too new. And so maybe they're looking for that veteran presence, and that's why they want him. Actually,
0: one last thing as we begin to wrap up Uh, Cordero Patterson, a lot of times now he is your running back with David Montgomery out for four weeks. What does it say about Montgomery that the Bears are not signing a Freeman? or a lot of times Lamar Miller, or they weren't in at front line for net. What does it say to you about Cordero Patterson?
1: Yeah, and and Adrian Peterson. They didn't get in on that either. Um, Yeah, I mean, it shows a lot of confidence. I also think it means – you know, the injury is not as bad as we're expecting. And so that's a good sign for Montgomery. Um, But yeah, it shows a lot of confidence in Patterson, but we'll see, you know, I'm um, the line really needs to play well this year for Chicago. Um, Mm. That run game has to protect Mitch Trubisky and get him the time. So we'll see if a lot of things got to come together for the bears. I'm um, obviously cheering for them, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm not super optimistic.
0: Yep. Jed, any last thoughts as we wrap up here?
1: No, I'm just looking forward to it, man, guys. I can't Mm -hmm. wait. Um, Hey, um, in the comments section, send in questions. If you have particular matchups or things that you're trying to debate between and you're not sure who to start, send those in. We'd love to take those and talk about them. That's basically what we're going to be doing on Friday, hopefully giving you some info to help you. I I hope everyone had great drafts. I've got two more to go before Thursday, so really excited for the start of the season and um, excited to share with you guys what we learned.
0: Jed, how many leagues
1: are you in uh, I drafted for five. I'm in four. I was helping a buddy. So.
0: <laughs> wow. Got it. Got it. Got it. Well, you know what? Thursday begins. What, uh, some ESPN Chicago commentators call it the Mitchell Trubisky bowl. And so that's <laughs> Thursday. The Mitchell Trubisky bowl. Okay. With Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes a lot of times. Oh, that's,
1: that's, that's painful, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am looking forward to it. Thursday is going to be a great matchup because I'm looking forward to seeing how Kansas City does because predictions are they are just going to run their way to the Super Bowl, uh, and they're just going to do really, really
1: well. Yeah, we'll see. You know, I haven't hear, Um, Do you know, are there going to be fans in, in the stands for those games to this game?
0: You know, I, I Kansas City said they were going to allow up to uh, like 8,000, 9,000 okay. fans.
1: Okay, so amazing. there will be okay, so there will be some fans. That's the other thing to pay attention to is just what does the whole experience look like? I mean, we know the NBA has been so different. Um, you know, baseball has been different. And so it'll just be interesting to see what this game looks like and if it's a you know a good experience or not.
0: As you guys are following us, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at fancy That is fantasymatchup.nfl. We try to put the latest on all of the news, player movements, all of this stuff, especially in the days leading up to your draft and as you begin to set your lineups. And we're going to come back on Friday and preview more in-depth these games coming on uh, Friday and also talk about the Thursday night game as well,
1: too. Sounds great. Good luck, everyone. Talk soon.